How would you like to disrupt your entire industry? Disrupt your competition? Well, it's possible. And today, the way that you do it is that you are just easier to do business with. You're more convenient. In this episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, I visit with Shep Hyken. And we talk about the convenience revolution. Sure, we talk about Amazon and Uber and these companies you all know, but we also talk about a very specific point of view that every small business owner can take to make their business more convenient. Check it out. Stuff like payroll and benefits are hard. That's why I switched to Gusto. And to help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited-time deal. You sign up for their payroll service today, you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash tape. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and my guest today is Shep Hyken. He is a best selling author and the chief amazement officer at Shepherd Presentations. Uh, he's also the author of an upcoming book uh, called The Convenience Revolution, How to Deliver a Customer Service Experience that Disrupts the Competition and Creates Fierce Loyalty. So, Shep, thanks for joining me. Hey, man, it's great to be here, John. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I can't believe this is the first time I've had you on. You're, you're a fellow Missourian, and you've been doing this you know, as long as I have, so I'm glad to finally get you on. Well, thanks. And we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> and I love what you do. I, I remember your book when it first came out, Highlight. That was the book of the year, the duct tape marketing. Thank you for saying so. And thank you especially for saying so as I'm recording. So, <laughs> so, so why convenience as a revolution? I mean, it seems like hasn't convenience always been a good idea in business? Well, convenience has always been a good idea in business, but what's happened is, and, and we can go back and talk about the very beginning of convenience and when I believe it first started, which is actually in ancient times. But what's happened is customers are expecting more than ever before, and they don't compare your business uh, any more to the competitor. They compare you to the best customer service experience they've ever received from anyone. And that could be some company as big as Amazon, or it could be the guy that just sold, uh, sold you a $25 pair of running shoes that were on sale at the department store. And he was just so knowledgeable and friendly and helpful. And you're dealing with somebody and go, why can't these people be as nice as, as so-and-so, or why can't they operate as efficient as, you know, whatever that company is. So, Today, customers are smarter, and they demand that service, and guess what? Companies are starting to get smarter, and they're starting to deliver a better level of service. And usually that service is translated into soft skills, customer service training, which, by, by the way, still it's imperative that every company do this, and they keep doing it uh, for all the obvious reasons, because you can't slow down in any area. But the people have to be good. They have to be knowledgeable. They have to be helpful. They have to be engaging. So if everybody does that, what else can you do? Figure out a way to be easier to do business with. And that's uh, where the word convenience comes into play. And uh, so I'm going to ask you a question, if that's okay. What it's, and, and by the way, you can answer right or wrong. I'll tell you you're right no matter what because you're the host of the show. But, but what would you say the most convenient and easy-to-do business company on the planet is today? I would say it is not budget rent-a-car. 
Um, so, uh, <laughs> sorry, my own personal bias there. But, um, you, you know, I think probably most people would say Amazon. Exactly. That is the correct answer. Thanks for playing the game. So I identified six different areas of convenience, different obvious areas that companies have excelled in. And Amazon excels in all six of these areas. And by the way, there's a number of companies that do. But what I love about Amazon is from the very, very beginning, their goal was so, to be so customer-focused. And they, they disrupted that book industry pretty well with saying, hey, we're going to offer you a, a broader selection, even at a lower price. Because a lot of times, convenience comes with a higher price that people are willing to pay for it. Amazon offered it at a lower price. That is, buy your books here. And by the way, bigger selection, and we'll deliver the books. You don't even need to leave your home. You can do it from you know sitting in your office or sitting in front of your computer. And that's what they've done. By the way, today, while they still have good prices, they're not always the lowest prices. And they even put right there on their website, you can find this at a lower price with one of our other, uh, what they call third-party uh, providers or merchandisers. And these are just companies that use the Amazon system. And guess what? People still want to buy from Amazon uh, just because of all that they offer. But Amazon offers convenience. They offer uh, high technology from the standpoint of they use technology to drive a better experience. They deliver. They're accessible 24-7. They've got great customer support. A lot of it's self-service, but when you need their help, they call you. It's amazing. So uh, I can go on and on about Amazon, but but you've guessed it. They are the most convenient company on the planet. Well, and I think a lot of companies that have embraced this idea have looked at, um, at in some cases, sort of outdated business models. I mean, like the taxi sort of was an outdated business model and Uber, uh, I think, completely disrupt that by making it sure. more, more about the user than about the taxi. And and CarMax is another great one I like to, to cite because, you know, the buying and selling a car through CarMax completely changed, I think, the automobile industry. Um, and, and I think that that's, that's what's interesting is, and you even have it in the title, don't you? Yeah, disrupt uh, the competition. And I, and I think that, that people that are are actively strategically trying to figure out how can we reduce friction? How can we use technology not as a barrier, but as an enabler? Um, they are disrupting industries, aren't they? Right. And it's not just technology, but let's talk about Uber for a moment. So I put Uber as, and what I did with the book is first I talked about Amazon to explain what all six areas were, and I used them as the example. Uh, but then let's talk about Uber. Reducing friction is the first area. Now, everything about convenience is reducing friction. However, some companies like Amazon and Uber have taken uh, reducing friction to a whole nother level. So what what Uber did is they looked at how people would, you know, if you don't live in a busy, uh, you know, urban area where there's taxi cabs everywhere, you've got to call a cab. You pick up the phone, you call the cab, he'll be there in 15 minutes. You're 20 minutes later, the cab's not there, you got to pick up the call. Where is the cab? Oh, they're just a mile away, they'll be right there. Well, with Uber, you you know how it works. You open up the app. You can see where all the drivers are. You say you, you put in the address where you're going. It tells you how long it will be before they get there. You can watch them driving down the streets by looking at the screen on your phone. And then, you know, they get there. They know where you're going. They even know who you are. And when you get out of the, the car, you don't even need to pay for it at that moment. Uh, you don't need to reach in your pocket, pull out a credit card or dollar bills. No, they just automatically charge you because you're in the system. And what they did is they used technology, but really they looked at the whole concept of reducing friction. Um, another technology company, I use PayPal as a lead example for the technology segment. 
They figured out how to get money transferred from here to there real fast and real easy. Once you're in the system and you understand how to do it, I can send money to you, John, in under 45 seconds if I have your email address. That's all I need. And it's done. That's using technology to make an easy uh, and convenient uh you know, service experience. So a lot of my listeners are small business owners. And, and sometimes, even though the, the application's the same, you know, we start talking about Uber and Amazon and they're like, well, you right. know, that's not me. But, but when you talk about reducing friction, I mean, your form's easier to fill out on your website. Being able to schedule an appointment, uh, you know, those are ways that I think even the smallest of companies can actually start looking at this idea, can't they? Exactly. And as an individual, you can say, hey, I'll call you. You don't have to call me. I'll come to you if it's a local business. You come to me. One of the the lead, well, actually, it's the lead case study in the concept of delivery. You know, Amazon delivers. Well, so does my local car dealer. And, they, you know, I wouldn't call them a small solo entrepreneur business. They probably have 40 or 50 employees, uh, but they've got a half a dozen salespeople, 10 salespeople. They've got their mechanics. Uh, but here's what happened. After 24 years of dealing with a particular dealership, who I was not unhappy with, they were about a mile or so from my office. I dropped my car off. Sometimes they had a loaner for me. If they didn't, they might give me a ride or I could just walk to work. And one day I saw a car in the window. I said, that's a beautiful car. Not my regular dealership. This was about 10, 12 miles away. I walked in. I looked at it. I test drove the car, and I said to the guy, can't buy it from you. You guys are too far away. And he said, do you see a waiting room anywhere in this uh, dealership? And I said, no. He says, well, we have one. It's small. It's behind that wall, but most people don't use it because if you buy a car from us, we'll deliver it to you. Every time you need service, we will take you a new car, pick yours up, and bring your car back when it's done. The next time you step foot in this dealership, will be to buy another car. And I thought, well, what's the catch? How much does it cost? No, nope, no extra charge. Well, here's the offer you know, for the new car. Go shop it around. If you can get a better deal, let us know. And I went back to my original dealership, and they wouldn't offer the same services. Guess what? Uh, they made it more convenient for me at this new dealership, Kirkwood Audi, and I switched, and it's been about seven or eight years, and I'm getting ready to buy my third car from them. So if somebody's listening and they think, okay, yeah, this, this sounds good but you know i'm 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 pretty close to my business and i think i'm doing a good job with it i mean where where do you ever advise people on where they might look for clues uh to to kind of find ways that you know maybe they don't want to disrupt they just want to make a better service more loyal customers you know where where are places to kind of start unearthing some of these innovations sure and think of what uh, by the way, that car dealership wasn't out to disrupt the industry. They were just out to be better than their competition so they would win business and create loyalty. And what I would do is I would take a look at your direct competitors. I'd look at everything I could. I'd get as much intel. What is it that the customers like about doing business with them? Am I doing that? And by the way, if I'm not doing that, I don't want to copy what they're doing. I want to figure out what they're doing and then add my spin, make it a little bit better. I would use what they're doing as a benchmark, not as uh, a goal, if that makes sense. So I'd take a look at that competition and say, what do they do different than me? And then I'd ask myself, why do my customers buy from me instead of someone else? And if there's a gap, uh, I better make sure I cover that and close that gap. Another question I'd ask my customers is, is there one thing you can think of that would make doing business with me better? Because if I know what the one thing, and they're already happy with me, but if I know there's one thing I can do better, 
and several customers say that same one thing, I've got an opportunity to improve on greatness. I think it's tough, though, sometimes because, you know, I'm sure that somebody standing on a taxi or standing on a corner in New York City waiting for a taxi didn't think, I sure wish I had an app that showed me where this car was coming. You know, so it's, I think it's a lot of times it's very hard for our customers to tell us how to do better because maybe everybody, you know, that's how everybody does it. And, and so I think sometimes you, you have to look outside your industry and, and things like that to, to kind of look for ways that other people are disrupting. Right. And that's why in the book, under each of the six different areas of convenience, I've given you at least five different case study story type scenarios. So you can choose from small businesses and, and even I have a whole chapter in there on, on how an individual can be more convenient, which we already talked about. But by looking at all these stories, you'll understand. You know, I talk about subscription, which is a great convenience. And we think of a subscription as a paper gets dropped off or a magazine gets mailed to us. But how about the hardware store that says, hey, every six months you change the filters in your air conditioner. Why don't I do this? Give me your credit card and every six months I'll mail you the filters. You don't have to come in and it'll be a reminder when they show up that it's time to change the filters. I mean, that's convenience, it's reminders, and it's steady, ongoing business. The subscription model, by the way, is a huge opportunity for small businesses to create ongoing, reoccurring income. And big businesses. Look at what the guy did um, with uh, uh, the razor blades, uh, the Dollar Shave Club, which I'm a member of. I love that club. That's one of the cool clubs I'm a member of. And every month I get my shaving, uh, you know, my blades and my, my shaving cream and everything else. And the lead case study I use for that is Netflix, because that's a cool subscription service. And they disrupted the industry. They disrupted their direct competitor. But again, small businesses, big businesses, a bunch of different ideas. And then you can start to think the way they think and incorporate that into what you do. Yeah, and you can do services. Uh, you know, say, I don't know, a, a tree service. You know, I know I'm going to need my trees trimmed every fall or something like that. You know, set it up as a, as a recurring service. I don't even have to think about it. I think there's so many people that want that convenience. Yeah, it's it's getting them to agree to a steady, ongoing uh, agreement. You know, that's a subscription. Hey, you subscribe to the tree service. I'm getting ready to do a speech this weekend coming up for a company called Pet Butler. And you know what they do? They scoop poop. That's the truth. They go into people's lawns and they look for it and they clean it up. And uh, I thought, wow, this is a great business. And it's ongoing. It's every week they stop by and they do it. And in a sense, that is a subscription type of of a service experience. It's, you know, people are paying by the month or they pay by the year for an annual contract. And now it's my job as that provider to give them what they want, which is a weekly or monthly or even daily, in some cases, uh, services that different companies might offer. And I will tell you, um, you know, a lot of older generation would think, you know, get out there and pick up that poop yourself, you know, you lazy bum. But the, the millennials expect this convenience. <laughs> I, you know, I look at my kids and I mean, if your website doesn't work right, if your app doesn't allow them to schedule, you know, the way they want to, forget it. They're out of there. I mean, they demand it. So true story. When my book, uh, when we first announced the book was coming out, we, we still have a pre-publication uh, promotion. Uh, one of my friends called and said, hey, you know what? You're not really very convenient. I go, what are you talking about? He says, I went on, I tried to pay with PayPal, and it didn't auto-populate the name and address and all that. And I go, 
I didn't know that I could do that with with that. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. And then he says, so I went and bought it at Amazon or, you know, for the pre-pub. And I go, okay, well, you know, he didn't get the, the bonus. Uh, I have, you know, everybody gets an ebook, uh, the actual ebook of the book when they buy it in advance. But I sent it to him anyway, because that's just the kind of customer service guy I am. But more important, I looked into that. And unfortunately, and I'm really bummed because my shopping cart system doesn't allow that to work that way. Uh, I'm still researching to see if there's a plug-in that I could use with it. But that was an example. The guy said, hey, if you're going to be convenient, practice what you preach. And you know what? Sometimes we can just do what we can do, but we do our very best and hopefully most of our customers recognize that. But I think you made a good point that really at the very beginning, you know, if, if somebody is used to that and it does auto-populate and it does remember them and all that kind of thing, that, that just raises the bar, doesn't it? I mean, because now we want that everywhere. Right. And that's the point I said, that customers no longer compare you to the direct competition, but they compare you to the great service they had from anywhere else. Wouldn't it be great if in your business, all you had to do was the stuff you love, the reason you started the business and not all that administrative stuff like payroll and benefits. That stuff's hard, especially when you're a small business. Now, I've been delegating my payroll for years to one of those big corporate companies. And I always felt like a little tiny fish, but now there is a much better way. I've switched over to Gusto and it is making payroll and benefits and HR easy for the modern small business. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and great service to take care of your team. To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive limited-time deal. If you sign up today, you'll get three months free once you're on your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com forward slash tape. So, Chef, tell people you've been mentioning uh, kind of dancing around this promotion for the book. So, uh, flat out, tell <laughs> us where they can get uh, this promotion and uh, how they uh, how they can get that free ebook. Um, depending upon when they're listening to this show, perhaps in advance of the actual book. Sure. If you're listening to this in advance of October second, when the book comes out, just go to beconvenient.com and you can order the book there. And when you do, you will get an instant uh, an email back which has a link to the ebook, which is the same ebook that Amazon is going to be selling for nineteen ninety five. At least that's what the price is right now. You get that today and you get it for free. So you in effect, even though you bought the book and it won't come out till October, you're able to read it today. And uh, even if you buy it through Amazon, let me know and I'll be happy to send you the ebook. So um, tell us where they can find out more about you as well. Sure. So, so. Sure. If you, I mean, you can go to Be Convenient because that's actually on my website uh, or just go to hyken.com, H-Y-K-E-N. Awesome. Well, Shep, thanks for stopping by. Hopefully we'll uh, see you out there on I-70 or something uh, somewhere out there on, on the road. And, <laughs> I look forward to it. Yeah. So you're in you're in Kansas City. I'm in St. Louis. We might have to do a home-and-home home baseball game. Yeah. Um, it's been a rough year. Cardinals haven't exactly lit it up either, have they? I know. I think we're in the same place. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back. There's always always hope. <laughs> Okay. Hey, it's history. We just have to look forward at this point. That's right. Shep, thanks so much. Thanks for having me on the show. 